0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Walter
2: Falstro, CEO and co-founder of Hum Nutrition, has created cutting-edge products developed with leading experts in nutrition. With a mantra that health should be engaging, accessible, and fun, this is one you have to hear. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Maine, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable in Maine has been an incredible journey so far and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder, keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's delight to introduce your guest for today, Walter Falstro. Walter has launched a few health and fitness companies over the past 10 years, but Hum is his latest adventure. Born out of a personal wellness journey, Walter quickly understood the vital connection between a healthy gut and skin, inspiring his business mindset that knowledge is power. With iconic, colorful branding, Hum Nutrition has reinvented the vitamin game with a mission to help everyone look and feel their best from within. It also comes as no surprise that Hum Nutrition is also strongly committed to optimizing sustainability for a healthier planet. I'm so inspired by Walter's strong personal and brand ethos behind Hum Nutrition and cannot wait to hear more. So, Walter, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Hi, Akash. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really, you know, delighted to be on your show. Huge fan of what you're doing, and can't wait to have a little chat with you about the journey of Hum and how we got there.
2: Oh, well, I'm a huge fan of you and you guys, and and I've been uh, trying your products ever since as we spoke a bit offline, uh, my first Sephora, where I got to discover Hum Nutrition and wow, what a product, but we'll get into that. But I do always start with the same question. It's a tough question, but it's in a nutshell, could you please explain who is Walter?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Hum is my third venture. Um, um, from I think from an early day and age, um, I you know always enjoyed creating things and selling things and you know understanding the consumer mindset and solving problems for them and meeting them where they are. Um, and um, I would say my upbringing has been quite international. So I'm half German, half Austrian, but then I lived in Paris for many years, then in New York, back to Paris and London, and now I'm in Los Angeles. So my perspective is fairly global, I would say. And I'm really passionate about like leading and creating things that, you know, have a positive impact because obviously we can do many things on this planet, but I feel like we have one life and one chance to do something. So whatever I do create, I really want to feel good about it. And that's what really motivates me. Um, and when I can see and hear from customers, how hum, for example, is changing their lives and improving their lives. That's when I feel really, really good about myself. So that's what's driving me. Um, and this is who I am in a nutshell.
2: So beautifully said. And I think um, you can really tell um, everything you've done has cultivated this beautiful brand because you can really see yourself in it. Um, And I would love to know before, you know, we get into how the brand came to be, how did that journey of well-being and wellness surround Walter?
1: Yeah, it's a very good question. And it was like a personal journey that, you know, triggered this idea and like, you know, you know, that's how i started. Um, for those that don 't know me, I had a company back in the u k called V water, which is a vitamin enhanced water um, founded that because I felt like the water market was really, really interesting and growing quickly, but I wanted to bring some innovation to it. got some funding from you know, ventures and ended up selling the company to Pepsi ultimately. And during that time, I was always looking for collaborators within the nutrition space who could help us, you know, create formulas that really move the needle for the consumer. And I worked with this incredible nutritionist um, in the UK who wrote this book about the gut-skin connection. And, you know, during that time, I was struggling myself with like acne, um, cystic acne, um, sort of my adult life. Basically, I was in a drug called Accutane three times. It's a, it's a very, very strong drug. Um, it's basically a vitamin A derivative that dries you out from the inside out. Um, it works really, really well when you take it. But in my case, like a year later, when I stopped taking Accutane, my acne would come back really. And like, when I met this nutritionist, she was like, you know what, I can help you figure out your skin maybe through a different approach. And I was like, you know, I've tried so many things at this point. I was a bit desperate of like really improving my skin. You know, when you have acne in you're a teenager, you can sort of deal with it because you're not the only one, but as you grow older and then others around you don't, you know, deal with this anymore. You're like, you know why I'm still dealing with, with that. So um my derm wanted to put me on a fourth treatment of accutane and then i was like you know what let me give this alternative route and like a go um did that and suddenly saw really good results that helped my skin you know heal over not not overnight but like within like weeks basically uh and i felt so relieved and i felt so much better about myself that i thought you know maybe there's more than my personal story to this maybe i can bring this to a wider audience which is why i started hum Um, a few years after and moved to Los Angeles to really build the company. And our ethos has always been education first, empowering the consumer with knowledge to make the right choices because the nutrition space is quite difficult to navigate. So we offer this very unique system um, for those that are not familiar with Hum Nutrition. We have this incredible website. You come to it, you take a quiz, then you're paired with like the right products for you, but also with an RD Nutritionist who can then help you navigate the nutrition space and really tailor the experience to your personal needs with the idea of getting those results that you came to Hum with to begin with, right? So we ventured out from, we started with Skin, but now we have solutions for hair, energy, mood, et cetera, because we really look at beauty um, as a holistic, um, you know, in a holistic way. Um, and ever, you know, started the company in twenty twelve, and that's roughly the background, and that's roughly how I, you know, came up with the idea, and then how I translated my personal experience to a scalable business.
2: Also, just to add to that, you were talking about how important education is, and and the nutritionists, um, I read online, which I'm so fascinated by. And I think that's why even I'm more in love with the brand is while most companies invest in, you know, it's kind of sales driving or other kind of roles. One of your first highs of not your first high was a director of education. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. Yeah. Basically when we started like, you know, building the business and, um, we said like, who do we really need outside of like, you know, uh, the entrepreneurs behind it? We said like education has to be the starting point because, we want to empower the consumer to make the right choices. And we do believe like by educating the consumer, they will be more successful with your product. And when they're successful, they come back for more, which is a very simple equation. but that's why education is so important rather than just trying to sell. and then you know end this relationship um, after the first touch point. You really want to build that relationship with the consumer, help them navigate the space and then obviously be there as a real partner for them, as opposed to just being a company that sells them products.
2: No, it's so important. And I would love to know actually, um, before we go deeper into Hum Nutrition and and, um, the brand is, how did the name come to be? Uh, And do you prefer people kind of referring it to as Hum or Hum Nutrition?
1: Well, we, 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 like, Hum, I think is really the right name. And, like, um, people call it Ham Nutrition, Ham Vitamins. Our URL is humnutrition.com because hum.com was taken already at the time. So, <laughs> and, you, and, like, and, you know, I was an entrepreneur. Like, and, like, somebody said, like, I can sell it to you for, like, half a million dollars or something. Like, no. I'd rather spend the money on, like, R&D and building. Or
2: education, as you've done. Exactly.
1: Um So, um But it's hum. Hum is the brand. The idea was really to make people feel good from the inside out. And I personally, when I have that moment when I truly feel good about myself, whether it's just like I feel good in my skin or my body and all that, I start humming, really. So it's like it's sort of like a moment of, you know, you're just feeling so good. You don't care. You just hum along, basically. It's a mindset. But we also love the Hummingbird as a logo because hummingbirds are powered by nature, they're very colorful and vibrant. And I haven't met a person on the planet yet that doesn't like to see a hummingbird. We have a lot of them here in California. Um, and whenever we make the right decision, funny enough, I do have like hummingbirds appear like right next to me. And like, it's, it's kind of really strange how this hummingbird has become the spirit animal of the company, but they make me happy. They are, you know, very vibrant. Um, they, you know, they have you know, mainly, you know, plant-based, of course. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, I think they're just a wonderful creature and I think a wonderful bird. And we felt like they're the right, um, you know, I would say summary of what the brand stands for because we really want to make feel people good about themselves. So um, the hummingbird, in our opinion, was a good choice for us. And hum is fairly short as well. For those that want to build a brand, um, it's always better to have a short brand name as opposed to a very long one. Um, because when you have shorter brand names, you can actually amplify the, the words on screen. Um, so for Recall, that's better too. So we try to keep it short. And
2: I would love to also add to that and say, ask what is the inspiration? Why? Well, obviously I can imagine, but behind the slogan, beauty starts from within. Did you feel, because I love how you put it within your logo on your website, et cetera. Um, is there a mission? Like you really want to make people understand that, you know, we live in a, I would say we live in a very, first centric of beauty is first people think of it as what's on the outside right and we forget about the inside first so it was your mission to really drive that understanding of you got to fix inside first as well
1: absolutely and i also do think it has a deeper meaning right because beauty can be perceived by some as sort of a bit superficial i would argue it's a sort of like word that you know means many things to many people and you know there is i am a strong believer if you feel good about yourself then you will appear beautiful to the world as well. So it's not just a question on like how you look and whether you match a certain beauty standard or ideal, whatever has been thrown at us through marketing channels, left, right, and center. It's really about like how you're feeling about yourself and that inner beauty, that's something that's extremely powerful and that's then transcends into things like, you know, being more successful in your world, in your close environment, at your job, et cetera. And if you really manage that, I think that's important. And second, the piece is obviously nutrition. So rather than just like dealing with the symptoms, um, the outside. Let's start at the cellular level, like skin cells, for example. They're built from the inside out. It takes about 30 days for them to come out um, and nurture those before they, you know, surface really. Um, when we look at skin, like what you can see from the outside, that's actually dead skin cells. Um, and you want to nurture the the inside of that. So you want to have healthy growth of like in healthy skin cells and nurture that inside. So that's really, really important. And I would also say that Um, the gut microbiome is so key to our well-being and that's really the center and starting point for everything um, that we do.
2: Thank you for saying that. I mean uh, one of my family maybe you know him one of my family friends is Naveen Jain who has a company called Viome Um, and I just learned a lot about the mic the importance of the microbiome and I've done even my own gut Like I used to think everything was first allergies, then it went to intolerances. And then I realized, actually, looking at my microbiome, I did like a a test and I found all the foods that were good for me, not good for me. And I was like, I've been eating like mangoes my whole life, never had any issue, but actually it's not good for my gut. And that might be causing why I have sinuses or why I have certain rashes. Um, So it's incredible how we need to take care of our gut health. And I love that you guys have a lot of products championed around gut health,
1: right? yeah we we have quite a few and we will carry on innovating within this space um what's really interesting like gut diversity um like the like the diversity that exists within our gut has been shrinking actually with the diets that people are um you know having especially in the western world um, if, and you can do this, you know, there's like lots of research that's shown like that our microbiome is less diverse than it used to be like, like, you know, a couple of thousand years ago, basically. Um, and, um, it's definitely, I think part of the reason why we see more and more, um, diseases and, um, you know, I think health really starts in the inside. So I'm a strong believer in it and, you know, and not just because I believe in it, but also the, um, scientific evidence is very, very compelling when you look at gut health and the connection to either skin health or mood health. And those are topics we obviously deeply care about, which is why we're really, really, you know, interested in really a continuity and innovate within the space, do research um, and really push the envelope when it comes to innovation.
2: And, you know, as much as it's a very, it can be a very scientific and quite um, intense for a lot of people because you want to make obviously products accessible and easy to di- digest pun intended um too many people out there but what i love about what you guys have done and you said it before especially on your website is you've got this quiz i know i did it before it's a 13 very simple but still very full-fledged like a great quiz um and then you recommend you know the best um let's say three formulas and i got connected to chelsea was one of my nutritionists um and then you have an ability to a you can buy you can subscribe you can understand what products are good for you based on your quiz results but you can also chat with your nutritionist i think this is absolutely game-changing so can you tell us about why you wanted to create this model and you know it obviously must have costed quite a bit and a lot of time but what was your kind of driving force behind that
1: it really goes back to my personal story. Like, so when I had that as aha moment around my acne, it was really with the help of a nutritionist. I wanted to bring the same offering to an audience that probably hasn't considered one. I And remember, I only came across a nutritionist through sheer luck. I wouldn't have consulted one if I hadn't worked on a project um, for a water product that is vitamin infused, right? Um, so, um, and I felt, you know what? Um, a lot of people cannot afford a nutritionist or don't consider one because they don't know what they have to offer. And we really wanted this particular piece of the education to be accessible to all. And that quiz, everybody can take, you don't have to pay for it. You then get your results and you can interact with your RD for free. And you're right, it's not, um, I would say, the cheapest way of um, getting in front of your audience, but it's the most powerful way because we're really building a truly um, you know, um, intimate relationship between the consumer and, and the HUM brand. Um, through education and through experts and I think that's really important and ultimately I always want people um, and that may sound a bit counterintuitive um, it's not just a question of educating about product but it's also a question about what else can I do kind of you know should I consider because if you have a very unhealthy diet for example um, you know it's a big ask from a vitamin to offset that completely so we really say if you can eat something please eat it, right? Don't take the vitamin for it. If you um, diet lacks certain things, try to incorporate it, not just via supplementation, but also like via the food that you're considering. And I think that's something that's very unique about Hum again, where we are constantly focusing on the consumer well-being um, and put that first because we want them to be successful um, in their nutrition journey. And that is, you know, well beyond um, just vitamin supplementation that really is like, you know, you really have to look at the holistic picture. And these are, these are fully trained to really understand, you know, what foods are right for me, but also like, let's say certain um, consumers come to us and um, have certain conditions. Obviously they want to make sure that, you know, whatever we recommend um, matches their personal needs. So it's a very personalized experience. And I think the only way to do it is through a real human interaction. Obviously we use technology to, for the interaction support so like, yeah to not not to automate the interaction more like just to make it easy for consumers to interact True. with their rds but yeah. um that's how we use technology but then ultimately the content is obviously um created by the RD themselves yeah. and then they interact with the consumer on a one-on-one basis which is really unique i don't think there's are there any other business out there that offers something similarly
2: no, I, honestly, there isn't. And I think what I love as well is uh, it kind of, again, want to be one of the inspirations between what we do. Uh, ours is more, obviously, my brand is a little bit more about Ayurvedic ingredients um, from India. But uh, we had to, like, first entice people with, like, fun, uh, as you said as well, like, fun names. And you guys have really great trademark names with, like, Glow glow, Sweet Glow and um, Moody Bird and uh, really fun names. But then you also allow, once people are hooked into the brand, to educate them further. And I love that you guys have done these like clinical trials and and you've also shown some case studies of some of the ingredients like hyaluronic acid, which is found in your uh, Glow Sleep Glow. And I think that's really important because I, as a consumer, I didn't know really about that. And when I started researching more after trying your products, which was the first one I tried was the Glow Sleep Glow at Sephora. I got to learn more about it thanks to that. So I think it's really good that you've also allowed a platform that educates um, people further than their initial interaction.
1: Yeah, and I think um you know often people see the brand they're like oh this is so colorful this is so fun but is it does it actually work and of course it does because you know we are really rooted in science but we felt like if you present um the brand as a purely scientific brand the consumer will not even be interested because there's just so much noise around them and we felt like you know why making, you know why make health and wellness dry And boring. It's actually, if you feel good about yourself, you become a more fun person, I would argue as well. And you're more, you know, nicer to be with. So let's articulate that um, in the branding. But once you're right, you know, once you get into the brand and look into the formulations, how we source, including even the packaging choices we make, we just transitioned all our packaging to ocean bound plastic, which has been a huge initiative for us, you know, and again, we really want to get every little touch point right um, for this consumer, but also for generations to come. So Um, There's a lot of longevity in our thinking and like we really think like not just the next quarter, but like the next five years. Um, And we really want to build those long term relationships with the audience that's out there. So that's really, really key to us. And so we're very proud of like how we formulate, how we source um, the experts we work with, you know, in different areas, whether it's like sleep mood, um, women's health, et cetera. Um, you know, we really have great partners and then we have an incredible internal team as well that makes sure that those formulas are then translated into high quality products that are actually quite um despite being having a bit of a premium price point, I would argue, within the vitamin space, but they're actually quite affordable if you look at like the quality of like how things are made. And um so, you know, there are lots of touch points and we always make want to make sure that all of them are well thought through. Um, and in the consumer's best interest, obviously.
2: Definitely. I will personally say, I, I think the price point is fantastic, for, especially for the quality. But today, as you see, there, is, there are a lot more vitamin uh, and different types of supplement companies that I feel like don't offer the quality at a much higher price point. So I'm really glad you guys have done that. But I guess it also, you know, you guys were one of the first, if I may say. And I know you were founded in 2012. And I'm curious to know, Entering the market then, um, were there a lot of challenges and how did you face them to kind of break through? Which now today, well-being and wellness is so, it's it's huge. But back then, was it as big?
1: Well, actually, the big challenge was that beauty from within wasn't a new concept. It was a concept that's been tried and tested before, but failed over and over again. There were plenty of organizations who tried to, you know, build ingestible beauty brands, etc. The challenge was to like, how can you show to an investor, like we raised some funds, um, to build the business. How can you demonstrate that actually your approach is different to what has been done before and why are you going to be successful in the space where many people have tried and failed? Um, and I think it started with us to really rethinking every touch point. And remember, I'm not, you know, I didn't come from the vitamin industry per se. I really came from a sort of like, you know, different experience. Like my first company was vitamin water, so different category, slightly related. My second company was a low-cost fitness chain, actually. So um, again, health and wellness, but like not exactly, um, you know, within this space. And I do think having that fresh pair of eyes and having... A different way of thinking about the experience from like the packaging the branding the naming of the products the sourcing the pricing the education the online experience the subscription etc i think we were really able to just say let's just look at every touch point and see how we can do better and we saw three things i would argue number one um, at the time, pretty much every vitamin was either in white packaging or black pack- packaging. So when it was like more scientific, it was white. And when it was more so sports performance oriented, it was black. It's like, you know what? Like, again, we want to make people feel good. So why not have colorful packaging? Um, and we also realized that consumers were hiding their vitamin bottles in their cupboards, either in the kitchen or in in the in, the, in their bathrooms, more in the kitchen, I would say, and we said like, okay, but that's the reason why they don't take the product because the bottles are so ugly and nobody wants to showcase what they're taking, right? So it's like, let's make sure that actually our bottles look beautiful. So if consumers take them out of their cupboards, put them out of the closet, literally, and like make sure that, you know, the vitamin is something that they can be proud of. Um, but there's other things like pill size, you know, the, how the product smells, etc. I mean, it's just so many things that we really want to like consider. And we really went through all these touch points and just flipped the you know i would say branding on its head and naming for example again prior to hum vitamins were sold a bit like insurance policies with very negative marketing or fear marketing and fear marketing works in many industries extremely well. Um, it really drives consumers to purchase. But again, we wanted to bring out the good in the consumers. So how can you do so with negative messaging? So really wanted to flip that in the head. And you'll see how like, names for the products are fun and positive. And um, our marketing speaks always to the positive side of things, what you can do when you're truly feeling good within your skin. So all these things we just, like, revisited and changed, and that was probably the reason why we suddenly managed to find the code, I would say, to scale beauty from within. Now there are many brands that have followed suit, so um, I think you know, we have really um, paved the way for many other brands to do so. But at the time, there wasn't a big appetite, um, I would say, within our space for investors to get into, but, you know, we're very much ahead of the curve. And I would say transformed the whole industry. And
2: you know, I I saw you got not just you got a group of investors, you got a very considerable amount. I mean, it's it's a big feat in the industry, and I think you have definitely paved the way. Um, but also going to retail, like I think. Uh, some of the retailers you're in, especially the likes of, say, Sephora, um, it wasn't, they were very much stuck to initially creating, you know, the, the, the core categories of, of makeup and fragrance and then skin and then hair starting to come bigger, um, you know, to see what you guys are doing. Was it like, a, were you guys just curious, were you one of the first? Was it um, an interesting, like, how did you enter Sephora?
1: Yeah. Cause you remember like we were, thinking through every touch point education was obviously something that we felt was you know that needed addressing and there was a lot of confusion in traditional retail in the vitamin space and um, we met the Sephora team and I just loved how they focused so much on education themselves and we thought you know and it's there was like a real alignment in terms of like values and the way of thinking about the world and like you know for those of, you know, the, the, those founders out there that are dealing with Sephora, they're an amazing partner and they're truly like, you know, they they you know, love to be in the kitchen with you, as they call it, and work on formulas, etc. but they truly invest in education and the experience indoors is really, really wonderful, like for the consumer to navigate all these great brands. And then, you know, obviously they have incredible, um, you know, beauty consultants um, that help, The consumer when they need to, but the the education is just so keen. And and that's what I loved about Sephora. And that's why I felt good about partnering with them because similar to us, they prioritized education over sales and we felt that that would make a great partner. I think we're the first, pretty much the first vitamin brand that took on really, and especially, you know, put into the doors. Um, Maybe there were some other brands out there that had sort of like a side business of vitamins, um, you know, attached to their, you know, core line, but no one really did it focused uh, and properly, I would argue, um, so we were the first dedicated vitamin brand to enter Sephora and um, it has been a great partnership.
2: Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. and you know and now you're taking over the world called cult beauty and it's just incredible to see our hums growing it's it's really exciting um but i, I also know uh y, y, you know while you are as a ceo um, me as well for my company ceo we both have co-founders right and um we'd love to know how you met christopher and
1: yeah you know. so chris and i um we met at business school in paris he was my neighbor um he actually managed to snatch the house that i wanted to rent and he that was is. there like two hours before me like <laughs> and, and so when i met him I, I didn't like him very much not because
2: well, could he took your house no? and <laughs>
1: yeah it was like that but then we obviously you know became very very close friends and we worked on a project yeah. together and then one thing led to the next and we started um we together in the uk um, and, you know, when we started the company, we, we didn't even know whether we can launch it in Spain or in France or in Germany or in, like, um, the UK. And we ended up, like, launching in the UK for various reasons. One, the the water growth was double-digit, so, like, a smaller base but much higher growth. And second, consumers were, like, moving from, like, soft drinks into this category. So, like, they needed something extra than um, just hydration. And so that was really the perfect market for us to launch uh, and he was, he is from the UK. Um, so, um, we, you know, created our first strings in his kitchen in Notting Hill, um, uh, tested, um, products on Westbourne Grove. Um, there was a shop called fresh and wild for those that remember that in Westbourne Grove, which has been taken over by whole foods, I believe. Um, and, um, you know, that's really how it started. And, um, so we have been working together for many, many years. Um, and you know, I ha- didn't have. Too much of a hard time convincing him to launch HUM together. So he uh, and I decided to relocate to um, Los Angeles in 2012. It was and you know obviously had to make sure his wife and his daughter are on board as well. But they're loving it here too. So it's been a real a real adventure. Extremely close. Um, we've been working together for now um, over 15 years. Actually, almost 20 years. It's going to be 20 years. Uh, the year after next, yeah, 2023. Um, So um, we're very close. And like, you know, for those that have co-founders, it's obviously very intense. Um, You go through these ups and downs and um, you're really being tested, not just like on a professional level, but also like on a friendship level, I would say, because it's obviously, you know, from the outside, people see that success of your company and that growth. And suddenly that brand appears, in more and more places. But what people don't realize is like the hard work and the sort of like the amount of like, I would say low low moments you have um, when you're an entrepreneur and uh, having somebody to navigate those has been incredibly powerful and, you know, personally and, like enriching to me. And like, now we have lots of good stories to share. Like, you know, can look back at like how we navigated those together. Um, but you know, I couldn't have done it without him. We're a great team, and I'm really enjoying working with him.
2: Oh, it's so good to hear! And, and I, I'm, I kind of, I'm a champion for having co-founders. Um, it's always, it, it can You have to vet. You have to test. You got to see. Um, but it can be the best blessing because um, you know, you conquer a divide, you have each other on the journey. And it's, it, as I said at the beginning of my podcast, it can be very lonely and tough um, being an entrepreneur, being a founder. So to have someone to like, you know, bounce ideas off and to go with the the lows and and, and the highs and experience it together, it's very important. So I'm very glad to hear that. Um, but, you know, recently I think it's important to mention, um, you know, that the pandemic has been a very, Difficult time for many people, but at the same time for business, it can have been an opportunity for for further growth and and movement and changing. And I would love to know what has the pandemic and lockdown been like for Hum specifically.
1: It has been so transformational in many ways. Um, transformational from a business perspective, um, we have seen a lot of growth during the pandemic, which may be counterintuitive, but. People were prioritizing the health and wellness much more than it did prior to the pandemic. People were also like, given that our digital business is obviously a big part of our revenue, we know how to digital really, really well. And we have an incredible team here that knows how to storytell and like, you know, engage with the consumer, not just like, you know, on our website, but also like in our social channels, et cetera. Um, So having those capabilities that really play to our advantage, plus we do our own fulfillment, So we have a fully integrated sort of like distribution. Um, We we build our own technology there just because we can be much better in terms of like predicting volume, fulfilling faster, better at a better price point, but also like making sure there's no waste. Um, I'm a huge fan of like cutting all waste if possible. Um, It's good for the environment. It's good for the bottom line of the business. Um, So having those three pieces in place really helped us scale the business quite well last year. Um, But I would say from a sort of like personal perspective, And as a leader of an organization, I had to reinvent myself pretty much, you know, during the pandemic in the sense that um, I'm a big fan of collaboration. And I really enjoy like brainstorming and in-person meetings and like um, suddenly to do everything online and keeping the energy up and keeping that team spirit up um, when people are truly worried about their health and safety um, is definitely something that made me become a different kind of leader, I would say. Um, I always had a huge, um, I would say a North Star, like my values really guide me, but I really had to double down into those and really let those guide me in moments of like, I would say uncertainty. Um, And you have to keep in mind that, you know, in addition to um, the pandemic in Los Angeles, we were dealing also with huge, um, you know conflicts on a racial level, for example, like we had Black Lives Matter movement happening at the same time, plus um, the climate crisis on the fires happening. And, you know, I mean, that year was really testing for us. And I think that helped me also, like, really to listen to our diverse team and, like, seeing where their concerns were and, like, really addressing those and putting the people first all the time. I think that has really helped me, you know, keeping... um, not, not just keeping up with the growth, but also grow personally during these testing times. So it has been a really transformational year, um, you know, not just the pandemic, but there were so many other factors that happened um, at the same time that, you know, have been, um, you know, a really interesting moment and probably I'll never forget.
2: Yeah. And I think it's, it is a really a year of transformation. I think, using it to hopefully further and better ourselves as both our entrepreneurs and, and as the business as well. And I will just touch on that note when you said about you've always been someone who likes to collaborate and stuff. Like I've spoken to many people I and, mean, you know, we always, before we start the podcast, we always have like a few minutes just to get in. And you, the first thing you said is, let's do something together with Fable and Main. Like, you know, most people say after the podcast, the fact that you said at the beginning, the only one who said that shows that you truly are a man of collaboration and kind of camaraderie. And I think that's why I was super excited to get into this podcast. I was like, this is exactly what I'm about. And this is exactly what you're about. This is amazing. I love it. So just want to say that as a little side note that you are really that hundred percent. Um, but, uh, I do kind of want to go a little bit more into um, kind of your personal kind of ways of succeeding and and your kind of routines. But before we do that, I just want to ask, what's the future of HUM looking like and where do you want it to go?
1: So um, there's obviously been some international growth. And like we recently launched in the UK um, through Cult Beauty and they have been an incredible partner. And I think there's more of that to come. So we're very happy with how that partnership is going and we are a huge fan of the uk market so definitely we'll carry on you know investing in it and like building that and um you know definitely more and then in terms of like um expansion here in the us um there's so many untapped white spaces that i probably cannot speak about right now but people always like you know how do you come up with all these new ideas and Um, I just feel like there's just so much still to be done and like the science is ever evolving. Um, I'm very fascinated by the microbiome, as I mentioned early on, and we definitely see some potential for innovation within that space um, and keep on doing things. But then also when it comes to packaging, um, we want to make sure we carry on innovating and cutting our, um, you know, footprint when it comes to the climate, really making sure we produce less waste but if we use packaging material we can use it from sources that already exist so for example we just transitioned all of our packaging to ocean bound plastic um or the majority of it um and this is an ongoing project and the idea is to eliminate all single-use plastic by 2025 the reason why I love that material is like, people like, yeah, why don't you use glass? Like, well, look, the plastic already exists, right? It's not like that. If you suddenly use glass that, you know, the plastic that already has been produced and has been thrown out into the environment um, across the globe is going to disappear overnight. So for us, we really looked at all the different options. and We worked with this incredible company, the Netherlands to help us navigate the space because packaging is really, really complex and supply chain is complicated. Um, We never used outer packaging, for example, and that's quite unusual for a beauty brand where, you know, you really rely a lot on packaging to make, to storytell. So we kept that always simple, but we felt like our key material, which is obviously PET, which is recyclable, but we wanted to make sure we source that from PET that already exists and has been thrown out, basically. So we, um, the way it works, is like, you know, there's collection centers around the world, basically, and, you know, these are plastic that found the environment that actually provides incomes, you know, potential to communities that didn't have access to it but also takes the plastic out of the environment then you shred it all clean it all up and then it comes here to the us and then we make new hum bottles out of it so we're taking the plastic out of the environment then upcycle it to hum packaging and by having it here we can then reintroduce it to recycling um, structures that exist having said that There's still a long way to go. Um, A lot of consumers um, don't know how to recycle properly, for example. And I would say the existing recycling infrastructure um, is not as great as it could be. So we want to carry on pushing the envelope on that front and really make sure that, you know, whatever we do and whatever packaging we create truly ends up in recycling and it's being recycled properly as well. And maybe we're thinking through these loop systems where consumers can return um their product and then we'll you know we'll upcycle it again again over and over again into new harm bottles but i'm a really you know strong proponent of pushing as much as you can i would encourage any brand founder not to stay away from this topic it's very complicated um it's very complex but it's really rewarding as well and what we have seen is like you know by having those initiatives that truly benefit the environment it created incredible internal alignment and it sort of like unleashed this energy and we did this during covid um during the pandemic um so reinventing your supply chain during a global pandemic is you know definitely like you know it was complex already as the world was complex at this point but doing it during that time was extra challenging but it also mobilized everyone and like i can tell you it's been really rewarding and I feel really good about like, not just like, you know, the formulas that we create, but also like the impact we're making on the environment.
2: It, it's, it's truly, I mean, it's insp- inspiring, especially for newly founded brands like myself. And I, I, I want everyone to go on, if you go on humnutrition.com slash sustainability, you've got this beautiful kind of like journey of sustainability, like how you found in 2012. And you've got this amazing like, drawing, which shows your, your, your growth and your commitments going forward. And I aspire to have that one day. And I think it's just a perfect way to, sh- I always say it's it's a journey, right? Like even what you're saying now, my sister and I were talking the other day about ocean bound plastic and the fact that you, you're committed to that, it's, there's a whole conversation I need to have with you offline and you can help yes. the smaller brands like me get there as
1: well. Totally. So, hey, and I'm more that. than happy to share all the resources that we use and the amazing. insights like, because it is a very complicated space to navigate. Yes. And we obviously, I wouldn't say we're like massive, but we're not like tiny either. So we could, you know, invest in engineers who helped us rethink the supply chain, but lo- there's lots of details one has to get right Um, And I learned a lot about it, too. You know, I learned about caps, for example, when they're too small, they can't be recycled because they're these drums, um, you know, that will weed them out, basically. So lots of details. I'm happy to share all our knowledge with you and obviously anybody else who's interested. And um, because I really think that's such a, you know, how can you not do something about this? It's a big problem. We have to address it. And, um, you know, let's just all get our put our heads together, we can compete like later on, on different ways. But like, yeah, for this, be we collective
2: know, now. The world yeah, needs us collective. to be collective. It's just like, no,
1: there's no way we, we, we can sort of like ignore this um, for much absolutely. longer. So, um, I'm, well, gonna... I'll
2: definitely hold you to that. And I really do appreciate that. I yeah, no, it's, it.
1: it's on tape now. Absolutely.
2: Exactly. It's here. Everyone can vouch for it. So I love that. That's why I do this recording because it's like, actually there, you can I can hold it to you. <laughs> so thank you. Um, but now going into like you personally, I would love to just know your kind of, and it might've been like a Walter 2.0 post pandemic now, like what's your routines and your rituals that guide you to be, you know, to, to your success?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm always like, at my best when I connect with nature and like luckily in California, you can be outside a lot. So, but I do think it makes a huge difference for me. So whenever I'm like too much in my brain and my head and all that, and I am always like thinking about like 500 things that I could do today. Um, I think getting out there and just being in your body and being present, um, whether it's in a hike or whether it's a yoga class you take, um, that really helps me and like, it helps me stay balanced. But um, I would also say from a personal more sort of like psychological perspective. I work with a coach on a regular basis, who really helps me navigate unknown territory, and I think that's something I would recommend for other you know business leaders to do as well. So invest in like a business coach that you really connect with, because it helps you to constantly improve your leadership style and like um also improve your own well being. I would say because you're obviously running into less. I would say challenges when you lead more effectively and that's something I would encourage you to invest in. Um, that's another thing. And then last but not least, you know, I think it's having like, um, very close relationships with friends and like enjoying those and like having lots of like moments outside of work. I'm a huge believer in like when I work, I work, but when I'm outside of work, I really don't like to talk about it, to be honest. Um, so like, you know, I really have like my, my day dedicated to my work, but I really try to cut, um, the office hours when I leave the office, basically, which is not early anyway, but like, you know, when those few hours in the evening that I may have, I really want to dedicate those two things outside of work, uh, whether it's music or whether it's art or whether it's something else, just being with friends or being silly and like having dinner together and cook together and all that. I think it's really important to draw that line on a, you know, regular basis and having good sort of like boundaries um, when it comes to your work life balance.
2: 100%. I mean, they're amazing tips. And especially, I mean, Personally speaking, on the second one, would love to just know um, for the coach, uh, two questions. Uh, One is um, maybe even post pandemic. Can you would you recommend even virtual? Like, does it have to be in person or could it be done virtually? And what frequency would you recommend to people who are looking for this?
1: Yeah. So my first coach I actually met on the ski slope in Telluride, which is a ski resort in Colorado. Yeah, And she is, she's Australian. We just connected. Um, We went, um, you know, skiing there and just happened to be in one of the groups together and just, you know, got along really, really well. Um, And, you know, after a few like, is you've, I forgot she's a coach. We had a really interesting chat. So I am like, you know what? I've never tried a coach, so let's give this a go. So my very first coach, and this was well before the pandemic, was in Sydney, Australia, while I was sitting in Los Angeles. So okay, we yeah. did it virtually. Um, on the cadence level, I would say once a month is a good cadence. Um, mm, and I okay. think what's really key for code, there's two ways of thinking about it. One is like, oh, I'm just going to check in on a regular basis, and then we'll discuss whatever... Um, You know may come up and i do think the better approach that works better for me is like having very clear objectives with your coach that you want to achieve like in a couple of months and then take stock after that and say like okay where do we go next as opposed to just checking in and like talking things through i think it's good to have a you know there's a certain way of doing coaching but there's a real purpose um behind it um and um that you know worked really well for me and then, you know, I worked with her for a couple of years and then we stopped. And it's good to take a break as well from coaching sometimes. And now I have a new coach who's based in Canada, who's also awesome. Um, so I'm very much used to doing it online as opposed to in person.
2: Oh, That's really good to know. Yeah, because I think, um, I also think there's a there's a sense of today, uh, a lot of things have gone online. I think there's a lot of power in just, in even it's even better sometimes because you, you you don't waste time traveling and this and that. You just go straight to it. Although sometimes you might get a bit of like that Zoom fatigue of like, we don't want to look at the screen all the time. That yeah,
1: be I have definitely tiring. that sometimes. Like I'm like, I've been looking at my screen way too much, I would say, yeah. in the past. Yeah, I know. Uh,
2: I, 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 and I even have the blue light glasses or whatever, and I don't even wear them. This is my problem, but, um, but I, I, definitely recommend people who do wear your blue light glasses. Um, but you know, before we go into the fire round questions, I do have, um, I, I ask every guest the same question and it's about, um, travels opening up TSA is being a little bit more difficult than usual. And they're saying, Walter, you can travel, but you can only bring one hum product with you. So what is that one hum go-to of yours?
1: When I travel, it's gut instinct. And the reason I like this product is like, you know, you're exposed to so many different bacteria when you travel and like having a probiotic with you is really, really powerful. And there's nothing worse than like, you know, an upset stomach um, derailing your travel plans. So that's my go-to for traveling.
2: Nice. So fire round questions. So this is the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, The first question is, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving?
1: Drunk Elephant.
2: They're pretty amazing. I know. What's your favorite product of theirs?
1: I like the serum, the yeah. vitamin C. The, the it, it, it works. It's almost like our Glow, sweet Glow Gummy as a topical yeah. product. So those two work extremely well together. And I was lucky to meet the founder, and she's incredible too. So it's like, yeah, you know, I like incredible. the product. I like the founder. So I would give that a shout out. Nice.
2: Um, What's a guilty pleasure of yours? And I will veto anything
1: sweet or dessert because everyone says that. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I'm not actually. I rather have cheese than than sweets. Ah, amazing! So, okay, that's good. So, and with that, obviously, nice cheese. I used to live in France. Wine, absolutely, oh, I love good wine. Like, I, honestly, I could spend hours trying wines, and like, I just love it. It's like there's nothing better than that.
2: Oh, I, I just went to Portugal and I had a bit too much wine, but you know, you have to experience wine wherever you go, and especially in France. Oh my God, the best 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 wine um what are you currently watching or reading
1: um what i'm currently watching let me just think the last thing i just watched i tried not to do too much on screen mm. um because i'm like already spending all day on screen uh, What's was the last show i watched and i really enjoyed ah yes the white lotus i thought it was a great show mm, yes. have you watched it i haven't but again it's one of, it's on my, i have so many to watch
2: but i don't know if i'll ever get to it but it is on my list
1: is it is it good? I loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I just thought each character was really well cast. Um, so really recommend it. Nice.
2: And are you reading anything? Or-
1: I'm just rereading Power of Now right now because it has been sort of a bit of a challenging, you know, um, I would say like there's this fatigue going on when you're like constantly on screen and like you're not really connected. And I just like, you know, reconnecting with that has been a really good Good book actually. Great.
2: No, I think it's also very important to reread books that have, you know, because we always can have different perceptions during different times of our life as well. So especially post pandemic. A lot of books that we might have read before, it's really interesting to maybe pick them up again. Um and what's your favorite social media platform right now?
1: Good question. Um I would still say Instagram. I still love Instagram.
2: Hmm. Mine too. I think it's still my favorite. It's the OG. It's, it's, it's not the OG, but it's my OG. Um, and then if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur or in the wellness space, what would you be doing right now?
1: Um, yeah, good question. I would love to be like a master of wine, actually. I don't know if you know about that training, but there, there's like very few of them around the world. They can yep. literally taste, they Everything. can taste, they taste the wine. They know exactly the year, yeah. the, you know, the, so the vintage, and the vineyard and all that it's I've, i'm very impressed by them i must say their skill um of tasting and like knowledge is just like incredible and i just like i like things with deep knowledge i would say another area that i truly enjoy is feng shui i don't know if you're familiar with mm, that um yeah love but um that's definitely something that has brought a lot of joy into my life and i think that's something as well i would enjoy down the line too so um you know, I always had this fantasy of being a singer maybe or something like that, but I really can't sing. My voice is terrible. So it's like it's like another life. Um, but yeah, so that's those were the two things I would consider maybe. I love
2: that. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah, you never know. Um, and today, I mean, you can be a, you can be have a number one hit and not be a good singer as well. So don't don't rule that out. You can. and I'm sure you probably probably a very um, you probably have a nice voice, but. when I come we'll do a lot of karaoke when I come to LA and and absolutely
1: (laughs) you will will reconsider what you just uh... (laughs) said
2: I might say okay (laughs) I'll take that back (laughs) no but I'm really looking forward to hopefully meeting in person but I mean in the meantime where can everyone find you and Hum on social and the websites
1: yeah so on social I would say follow either our Instagram channel at Hum Nutrition or you know Facebook or YouTube channel we have a really great YouTube channel as well Um, And then the website is humnutrition.com. My personal um, Instagram is at WorldPost, but it's a private account. I try to really keep a little bit of like privacy um, outside of work. So um, that's not the most exciting account to follow, I would argue.
2: You never know. You know, it might be public soon, but nonetheless, I think Hum is the place to go. And I would um, hyperlink everything in summary so everyone can just click straight away. And please, everyone, go do that quiz because it's it's amazing, and um, uh, I highly recommend everyone to try harm at least once in their life, and then you make your own decision, but it, it is phenomenal um, so Walter, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your inspiring story and the journey in building what hum is today and i can't wait for the future and i can't wait to hopefully meet you in the future as well
1: absolutely i really hope to see you here in los angeles so if i'm in london would love to connect there too but i think we'll meet very very soon and thanks again for having me on the show i really enjoyed it
2: the pleasure is mine thanks Walter.